Welcome to Fall in Love with Yourself Now. No matter where you're at on the journey of life, this show is here to help you fall in love with yourself now and every month. It's filled with themes, tips, and tools to help you become the love of your own life. Think of this podcast like helpful advice from a best friend who only wants the best for you and your life. It's here to cheer you on, give advice, and help you see just how wonderful you are. Enjoy the advice for the month and also from our monthly guests who are here to reinforce you and support you on your self-love adventure. I'm Kim A. Floden, and I'm a natural intuitive guide and healer. And I'm guided by my best friend, who I call The Dude, and you might know as Archangel Michael. I've been having otherworldly experiences my whole life and only realized later that not everyone was tapping into their intuition, hearing their guides, playing with nature spirits, and occasionally talking to people who are no longer with us on the planet. I've been blessed to have worked with and treated hundreds of people, animals, places, and things as an intuitive guide and healer, and truly understand that the world is a magical, beautiful place filled with many miracles. This podcast is here to help you see that your world can also be a magical place on your path to self-love and personal growth. And now, here's the show. I have such a fun guest for you today. Shannon Palmer was introduced to me by our mutual friend, Claire Oldham West, who hosts the wonderful podcast, Slimming Stories Around the World, which I highly recommend you check out even if you aren't a person who's on a journey to lose weight. Anyway, Shannon and I clicked immediately, as you'll hear today, because we're both people who are highly connected to the spiritual world. Shannon sees people who have passed and sometimes experiences precognition, the knowing of something before it happens. And my gift is being able to hear from clients, loved ones who've passed over, among other things. If you've been listening, you probably know I'm highly intuitive as well. And I just thought since we were in the spooky month of October, this was a perfect time to share my chat with Shannon. Shannon is just a lovely person. She lives in Bradford, UK, and has a great accent. So fun to listen to. As you'll hear, Bradford is a city that's known for several haunted places, including Shipton Hall, which was the home of Gentleman Jack and is rumored to be haunted. Shannon lives very near there and near other historical haunted places. I'm so delighted that Shannon shared her experiences with me today. She's a busy woman who's been featured in the media both here in the U.S. and in the U.K. for her amazing weight loss journey. And I highly recommend following her on Instagram at the little life of Shazap. She's just a sweetheart on so many levels, and I'm so grateful she took the time to chat with me for today's show. My idea kind of was is for both of us just to kind of talk about when we became uh, aware of having like a different skill set than other people have in our lives and where do you think that came from that kind of stuff right yes so obviously i'm shannon palmer i'm 27 from um, bradford in the uk um i work as a care assistant a dementia care assistant looking after um elderly residents with dementia so like end of life care quite outgoing i like to talk (laughs) Mm -hmm. i'll talk to anybody and i'll talk about anything (laughs) that's awesome Say a little bit about like what's been going on with you to let like you've kind of, you know, opened up and you're getting, you're getting interviewed by people and 
I think it all started about um, 20 months ago now. Um, obviously, I started my weight loss journey. That's where everything started from, basically. Um, my mum and dad had a house fire. We lost everything. I got quite depressed, and I, I went up to 17 stone. So, obviously, I were eating my feelings and everything else. And um, a few other things, you know, like what you find hard, and obviously, to get through it. So, yeah, turn to food. And I thought the only way I could stop myself from eating and putting my weight on and being unhappy is do something for myself. So, here in the UK, they've got a group called Slimming World. Mm-hmm. So, initially, I walked, I walked in Slimming World not knowing what was going to happen. But I'm so glad I did because, um, what is it now? I've, 20 months ago, um, I started at 17 stone. And now I'm down to 11 stone 10. So I've lost like five stone, three and a half pounds up to press. So down from a size 24, now down to a size 10 to 12. My whole, my whole life changed. Um, I've been in papers, Fox News America. I've been on podcasts and um, radio here in the UK, um, mentioned on TV. I've got um, like 37,000 followers on Instagram. So yeah, I do kind of like a lifestyle blog. And so right. many questions and everything else. <laughs> That's crazy. So how do you feel about all that? Obviously, it's awesome that you lost all the weight. But what about yeah. like all, having all the attention coming at you? Do you, are you, I think you're enjoying it. That's my sense. But. Um, yeah, um, you can say that. Um, I really enjoy it. I like the freebies. The stuff that comes with that. The clothes and all the freebies. But who won't like that? But I think as well, I think you get so many good comments. But for every thousand good comments you get, you always get one crap comment, don't you? You're always going to get one person raining on your parade basically but I think through my life I've had enough bullies and enough trauma and everything else and I think I've grown a thick skin and I think they can bugger off now just what it is instead of crap comments it's going to affect me for a couple of hours but then you've got to think they're sat at home doing nothing with their life and they've probably got stuff what they're you know that's why they like that so yes. while I'm up here they're down there that's not going to change me as a person their comment and, and you know what I always think I always think I think every bully is talking about themselves is it oh. is just expressing how they feel about yeah. themselves they they are people that don't like themselves they're so That's miserable it. and unhappy in their own lives and with their own self that the yeah. only way they know to do it is lash out mm-hmm. at other people I so think, um, yeah i think obviously nine times out of ten that i've got bullied at school do you remember do you know the uh, moving matilda because obviously yes. i was bigger than i primary school and do you know the, um, the big kid bruce who ate all the cake yeah my nickname that's what the bullies uh, called Jewel, Bruce Bogtrotter. So it's kind of stuck. I mean, I can laugh about it now and think, ha, 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 ha. But, you know, it does stick with you, doesn't it? And sometimes when you're having a down day, someone makes that little dig still and it's about, ooh. But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting past all that now. I mean, even Aww. at 24 now, there's still people saying really shit comments. Can I swear? Because I've just said shit. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> you can totally swear on my podcast. You can say all the words. I, I mean, love swearing. If you do, <laughs> I think swearing is good. <laughs> But yeah, even in present day now, um, I've done so well for myself. People don't like it, do they? People don't like to see you do well. And I'm starting to establish that. I mean, bitchy little women who really don't mean nothing to my life, just like with these little protruding comments. And I just think, oh, fuck off. It can upset you one minute, but then you've got to think, oh, who cares? Right, who cares? Right, you don't even know them. It's like how I talk about thoughts to people, like thoughts are just like um, clouds in the sky and, yeah. you know, they land in our heads. If they mean something to us, we grab onto it and be like, oh, yeah, and you can freak yourself yeah. out. And it's the same with those mm-hmm. stupid comments. If you land yeah. at it and you agree with it, it's like, then you mm-hmm. are going, you're like in the same boat with them. And mm-hmm. it's like, you don't want to do that. Yeah, yesterday, um, I think the local paper put me as one of the top five influential characters in Bradford, you know, like, obviously influencers, so that's pretty mental, I didn't expect that, I didn't even know about it actually, it was last wow. week. Wow, congratulations. 
Thank you. And I was well, we've got an influencer on the show today, people. Ooh. We've got an influencer. <laughs> I've still got a I've still got to go to work. <laughs> so anyway, where we'll get into this story. Well, I read in the comments and somebody who doesn't know me, so I do actually go to work every day. I do four twelve hour shifts a week. Twelve hour shifts right. and it's a yes. hard job. With dementia so people. And you're life. doing you're doing important work. Obviously this this person I don't even know. Um, said I'm 27 so I pay for myself I've got a job I pay for myself don't expect anybody else to pay for me turn around and said something across the lines like oh you can tell her mummy and daddy look after her and pay all the bills and she, she needs to get a job and I'm thinking <laughs> so you know that that person is being supported by her parents and she needs to get a job that is exactly how I would take that I would say best of luck on your job search and I hope you get out of your parents house soon seriously I was just thinking, I got to work, I've got my own money, I pay my own bills, I don't want anything off anybody, you know what I mean? Just because right. I'm classed as an influencer, all these followers, it's not... And you didn't even ask for it. I mean, it's not even like you, like they called you and said, we're going to put this in there. Wow, that's crazy. No, I didn't even know, I didn't even know. To say it got put on the 20th, and what is it today, the 20, 25th? So yeah. five days, I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> You're so influential, you don't even have time for this stuff. So the reason I wanted to talk to you is, you know, I met you through Claire, which, and then we were chatting and then the spiritualism stuff came up and Mm -hmm. that stuff. So tell me, did you always feel like you were kind of tuned in in a different way from like when you were little or when do you feel like you started to know that you had more like of an intuitive sense or a psychic sense or whatever than other people? I think it's always been from when I was little. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, um, I don't really remember because obviously we lived in this house and um, I don't think you'll know it over there. There's a big house called Bolling Hall in Bradford and my family house is in the grounds of like Bolling Hall. Google it, it's mm-hmm. been on most houses and everything. Really weird stuff always used to happen, like his dog wouldn't go on the hallway or up the stairs. And it's like he used to go upstairs and you wanted to like clench your fists, you know, like someone were there. Like, right. you, you, you just to feel the energy. My mum told me a couple of years ago that um, when my dad used to go to play snooker in the local club on a Thursday night, and she said, when she used to come upstairs, I used to be about four years old, and I used to be sat in the middle of my bedroom in the dark talking to somebody. Mum's like, Shannon, who are you talking to? I said, there's a man here and there's my nan. So obviously my nan was there who passed presently. I never met her, so I didn't know she was. And obviously there were a man there as well, and I didn't know the man was. You don't think the little mum was like, Shannon, come on, get back into bed. But when I was little, I remember I was always scared of something, but I didn't know what I was scared of. Like hide under the covers because I was scared. Because mm-hmm. there used to be people that stood in my room. It's like I didn't want to see these people. Right. But I remember my mum was very in tune with all this as well. My mum used to see things when I was little. But it's you, you're little and you don't, you don't, you don't want to know, do you? Because you don't, I don't want to see that. Way back when, I say about 20 years ago. My mum kept seeing two little girls playing at the bottom of the stairs, like thinking, well, who are they? You know what I mean? And we had like these glass doors in the living room and you used to be sat watching TV and you used to be like feeling like somebody were watching you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They never really think anything about it. Two little girls. And you never thought anything about it. Anyway, my mum got a medium round, like a psychic medium, a local one. Yep. And um, the lady said, you've got two little girls running on your hallway and they died. They, they died in this house, whatever it was, back in the day in these um. uh, olden days. So obviously they've died in the house. Anyway, a couple of years later, I had this little bedroom at home and had like a door. And like, I remember, I don't know if I were dreaming, but it happened quite often. There used to be a man like hanging from the door beam. It's like, <gasps> I don't know. If, but um, once again, my mum got a psychic medium in, you know, just like randomly. And um, he said that there were a man as well who died oh in the house, previously, committed suicide, and it hangs from the door. I think that's how he died. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Hanging from your door. Oh, my God. I mean, no, well, obviously, it's creepy, but he didn't have a bad vibe. No. It wasn't 
it wasn't all the time. I never saw stuff all the time. But my family home as well, it backs onto a cemetery. So oh. literally, cemetery. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not that I've ever seen anything, and like I work in that kind of environment because you know what I work as. But I've never, never witnessed or seen anything there. I've never, never like seen anything like. That. But even like in present day, I've seen things like so. Wow, how has that happened? Like family members who have passed, being stood at my door, and weird stuff happening. There's always stuff happening, but I'm not kind of in tune. I, I mean, I go to like the spiritualist church, like we spoke about, but I've never really been in tune with all that because it scares me. Like I don't mm. want to be like you know, like asleep on a night and I don't want, I don't want that kind right. of thing. Right. You know I mean, but I've seen things and I've heard things. Yeah. You probably know what I mean, don't you? I don't want to sound No, fake, I but. do know what you mean. I don't necessarily <laughs> see dead people. My gift is more, well, dead people do talk to me through, to give well, messages to other people. It depends on what we're talking about, but you know, I do readings with people and I'll all of a sudden be like, your mom is I'm like, what's with the polka dot dress? And then, you know, this actually happened with a woman I knew. And I, I was like, I'm like, I just keep getting, I'm like, I'm feeling like your mom's around. And I'm like, what's with that polka dot dress? She keeps showing me the polka dot dress. And she was like, oh my God, that's my mom's favorite dress. And I have one just like it. And I'm like, holy crap. Yeah, no, I get stuff like that. The times that I've had interactions with spirits when they have shown up, <laughs> I just was telling my sisters this story. I was uh, staying in a hotel one time. I had been driving across the country and I drove for way too long that day. I yeah. was super crabby and I was just strung out. You know, I was just, I drove like nine hours just yeah. straight by myself. And I get into this hotel and I'm in the middle of the night. I literally wake up and I hear this coming from my bathroom. Ooh, like a ghost, like Casper, the freaking ghost. That's exactly. And I was like, I sat up and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. It's kept going on, you know? And I'm like, what am I going to do about this now? I have to get up and drive like 700 miles tomorrow. I don't have time for this bullshit. (laughs) So I literally said, Shannon, I literally said out loud, stop it right now. Just like that. And it went, and it stopped. And the, oh I've had God. that a couple times where I've run into mm-hmm. things like that. And I'm like, I don't care if you're here hanging out with me, unless I give you permission to interfere with me or yeah. uh, you know, interact yeah. with me. No. I, so I guess I, I feel like yeah. I've drawn like a boundary. And that's what scares me. It's like, I don't want to be just like sat here and somebody stood there. Like, I'm like, <laughs> you know what I no, mean? No, but <laughs> you have every right to draw a boundary with yeah. the spirit world, just like you yeah. do with the, the with the yeah. people. You know, yeah. I think one of the one of the experiences I've had my partner went away fishing, and do you know when you can just send something? I was in the house on my own. There was literally yes. nobody here, and I left the landing light on. So my bedroom, like literally, the doors there, and obviously right. I leave the bedroom jar open, and they've got like quite a bright like light, and it doesn't turn off itself. You can leave it on all day, and it'd stay on itself. Right. So obviously I've gone to sleep about eleven o'clock. Right, so I've gone to sleep 11 yep. o'clock. I've got to go for a wee at five o'clock in the morning and the house is pitch black. So someone has turned the light switch off. I'm shitting myself thinking, oh my God, oh, there's nobody here. It's five o'clock in the morning, what do I do? So literally, I remember going on the landing saying, please leave me alone. If, if there's somebody here, please just leave me alone. Just go right. by. And then I felt fine then, you know, but it's just really yeah. weird how that happened because I knew that hadn't. But weird right. stuff happens all the time. It's like I was sat in the living room on my own the other week. Do you know like an Xbox to turn on? You've got to touch it, and yep. you? It makes that did it noise. Mm-hmm. I was sat watching TV and somebody turned the Xbox on and it needs yep. finger recognition. Right. So the Xbox is turned on by itself and I'm thinking, I'm on my own. <laughs> 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 but that's when you can honestly say, who's ever messing around in here, you're not welcome. You know, I you can it, honestly yes. say that and yeah. tell them to get out. 
I work with people like, um, you know, I'm doing that challenge, the intuition challenge next week. By the time this airs, it'll be over with. But that's part of the reason I'm doing this is because I think we're all way more tuned in than we allow. You know, some of the things you need to learn when you are an intuitive person is you have to be able to set a boundary. So I have a friend who, um, same lady actually with the polka dot dress. She recently got a hold of me and she's like, and she's in training with me. She's doing a, you know, a rate, I call it Reiki plus training yeah. where, cause I take you into like everything that, you know, talking to angels, dealing with spirits, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So she contacts me and says, a woman was murdered in my town like two days ago. And she's come to me and she's talking to me and I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, first of all, I think that there's a community, there's a connection between you and this woman, you know, somebody she knows, or she felt safe to come to you. That's not bad. But I'm like, you need to find out what does she want and how you can help her. And well, she just was like busy and everything. And the lady kept talking to her. Well, like weeks went by. And so I get back a hold of her and I'm like, what's going on with the woman? And she's like, oh yeah, she's still popping in and out. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So I tuned into my my friend's energy and I see a, like a saloon door, you know, like a door that goes, you can just push it back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, I was like, you have got to shut your energy down. You're just letting anybody in and out. You, I'm like, you need to put a fortress around you. And I told her some other little things she could do because it's one thing to be able to access these people. That's amazing. I mean, I think that's amazing. They still need to like have your permission because it's like a stranger freaking walking into your house and start talking to you and then coming and going all the time. I'm like, no, I'm like, it's not okay. I'm like, close the saloon down. You need to move into a fortress and people have to have like a password to get in. I'm like, if they come to you once, that's cool. If they keep coming, I mean, she wasn't scared because the woman obviously needed help. I'm like, find out what she wants from you and then help her to move along because she's in the in-between space now. She was obviously left the planet in a traumatic way and she needs some help and she chose you, which you should be honored. But you know, you're not going to be having drinks with this lady every night in the saloon. So (laughs) you have to, you have to like move it along because it's like, I'm like, if you are letting her in, there's just going to be every bit of energy is going to come in and out and come in and out. And I'm like, and this is your life. You know, the lady who obviously, it's not really my business, but the lady who got murdered, maybe she, did they ever find the murderer? Because maybe she was trying to. They did know who it was. It was actually, of course, someone related to her, I think. A lot of times it is someone close to you, right? My friend was friends with this woman's stepsister or cousin or something like that. Or she wasn't friends with her, but she knew her through her kid's school. She had interacted with her a lot. And so I think mm-hmm. the woman who passed just knew that my friend was like an open door that she, you know, that she yeah. could get to, to somebody, mm-hmm. which is fine. Like I said, which is fine. But then you just can't have your open s- sign turned on at all times because you have, I mean, you're living a life. If something happens like that again with the Xbox, you could just say, oh, well, that was cool, but don't do it again. You know, you're not welcome mm-hmm. to do that again. You're not welcome so, to turn the lights off. Mm-hmm. But um, speaking of like, it's not really the same thing, but um, a couple of weeks ago, my auntie got coronavirus, coronavirus. And um, she wasn't really ill from it, but then we got a phone call. I'm really, really close to her. She's like my mum. Got a phone call saying she's had a stroke. Because obviously, alarm bells go, you're like, oh my God, oh my God. But yeah. I remember um, it was really bad. Like I was absolutely heartbroken. I remember sitting at the end of my bed that morning and I said to the spirit world, I said, please, 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 please just don't take her. I said, yeah. just don't take her. You know, and you're just like bargaining, please right. don't take her. 
touch wood, she got through coronavirus and she got through the stroke. She's back walking, talking and everything now. That's amazing. So my plea, but I was just like, just don't take her, please. All right, I'm going to back up a little bit. I kind of have a theory and I don't know if it's right or not. You know, I know that you had trauma growing up because of the bullying and all that. And um, I have kind of seen, found whatever that people who have like kind of more tougher childhoods are more tuned into this stuff. That's, that's kind of my theory because I think that we're dealing with stuff that we can't understand if we're dealing with bullying or abuse or any of that stuff. So it, we are working so hard to like just deal with our trauma that it's yeah. easier for us to spread wider and we go yeah. further into like other dimensions. I mean, this is yeah, just I my theory. Growing up, I wasn't really, I didn't really go out even in like my teenage years. I want one for going clubbing here, there and everywhere. I like reading, as you can tell. I've got yes. <laughs> yes. like reading and everything else and like stuff like that, just escaping. Thinking about it when I was younger, yeah, I did. Obviously, I did see stuff and it was. I'd never had that, and like, what are they called? Imaginary friend wrote like that, but maybe I was like tuned in. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I would yes. sit and talk to my nan, for God's sake, who does that? And I remember when um, my granddad passed away, um, I kind of, right, so my mum and dad's house is here, and my, my two aunties who never got married live in my nan and granddad's house next door. So I kind of like, um, I was absolutely outbroken when my nan and granddad passed away. So I kind of moved into my auntie's house as well as living at home. And I remember I had these bunk beds at, um, my nan and granddad's house where my aunties lived. And um, one night I woke up and my granddad was sat at the end of my bed. Mm-hmm. I just, it's like, well, is he there? Like, looking at you thinking, why is he there? It's, it's really, really weird. Do you know what I mean? Really yeah. Weird. And speaking of that, though, like, my mum's obviously, she's seen things as well. My nan, Margaret, um, got rushed into hospital. She didn't tell anybody she was dying of cancer. She just chose not to tell anybody. Oh, so wow. we thought she was just in hospital, just poorly. She never told anybody, apart mm. from her best friend, man. And remember, this I wasn't there at the time, obviously, I was only about seven. And my mum's told me the story. She said that, obviously, when I'm in hospital, and it was like, summer's morning, it was May time. She said we were bang on the window, and, like, the curtains, like, you know, wafted. And yeah. she said to my dad, at the side of her sleeping, Dave, your mum's dead. Shut up, Angie, you know, she's not dead. She's not dead. Five minutes later, they got a phone call. Margaret's just passed away. That's the other thing. I do think that this runs in families. At a certain point in my life, I was like, okay, you know, I got to figure this out. So I actually went to Lilydale, New York. Have you heard of this? It's the birthplace of spiritualism. Oh, you've told me. I think Yes, it's where it started. And it's it's this cute little town. And like, there's like only a limited amount of people can live there. It's just like not even a town. It's almost like just a little neighborhood, but it's kind of gated. And to be able to have a house in that town, you have to pass like a really stringent testing to prove that you are a medium. Really? So, yeah. So oh, I went there because I'm like, I, th- this stuff has always interested me. And obviously I've had weird experiences, you know, my yeah. whole life. So I went there and like, I, I probably wasn't even there an hour. And this woman who doesn't even know me walks up to me and she's like, you, she like points at me. She was this big imposing woman. I'm like, oh my God, it's a witch. <laughs> She was, she totally reminded me of a witch. And she was like, you, why aren't you using your gifts? And I was like, uh, you know, and she goes, you have so much, so many angels around you and so much help. And then she was like, and your great grandmother, this comes from her. And I'm like, I didn't know my great grandma. I didn't know anything about it. And then a couple of weeks after that, I was back home and I was at a lunch with my great aunt and out of nowhere, my great aunt who was like in her eighties or something, then she all of a sudden goes, you know, my grandma knew things. She always knew like 
who died before anybody else did and people were talking to her. So I do think that this stuff is genetic, hereditary. Mm -hmm. Also, then my sister does um, our genealogy and she found out like a couple years ago that our six-time great-grandma was imprisoned as a witch in Salem. Really? Yeah. Well, can I just tell you, speaking of witches, um, I knew a bit about this. Claire did mention it today. So where you come out of where my house is, and there's a road called Burned Road. And mm-hmm. back in the day, that's where the witches got tried from Pendle Hill. They come to Burn Road, and the witches got tried on Burned Road. This is literally stone throw away from my house. And oh, like my God. Hill, like, drive. How weird is that? Yeah. Google it. And then um just further down the road, um, there's a house called Shibden Hall. I don't know if you've heard of Van Lister, Gentleman Jack. I have yes, I've heard yeah, I've heard I've heard of Gentleman Jack, but I don't remember what I know. Right, so Gentleman Jack is literally where I where I live, Shibden Valley, this is where I live. Um and the house Shibden Hall, this is all to do with witchcraft. If you look at the history of Shibden Hall, they did Far out. <laughs> Well, you're in so the right spot. I do fully believe in all that kind of like witchcraft and everything else. Not that I'm in tune with all that kind of thing, but you know, it is, it's, it's massive. Like it actually does happen and everything else. And how weird is that, that I knew that. And then that's happened to you. That's weird. That. Yes, I know. Just another weird coincidence. I mean, because we're, you know, obviously I wanted to talk to you cause I could feel even just, you know, we haven't talked in person, but when I was texting to you, basically, I'm like, Oh my God, she's a kindred spirit. I need to, I need to get this girl on here and talk to her. Yeah. So I think, you know, for me, I wanted to like be more able to like, I don't know, tap into it, use it in a positive way. Right. So I went and learned Reiki and cause that lady, the witch was like, that's what she told me. She's like, just do Reiki. That'll give your soul like permission for this to be okay for you. And I'm like, okay, cool. And like the very first time I did Reiki on someone in the class, I like got this huge download of information, no dead people. But I was like, oh, wow. I'm like, I just knew all this stuff about this woman. And then the first person, one of the first people I did Reiki on after, you know, that was my brother-in-law and his grandmother had just passed like within the month. I had no idea that this was going to happen. All of a sudden, grandma comes through. Not that I saw her. They talked to me in my head. They show me pictures and they talk to me. Yeah. He was face down and I started crying because I'm like, my experience has been when people come through for other people, it's purely love. When I do a treatment with anybody, I set that up. Like no, nothing is coming in that doesn't serve. You know, I don't allow anything to come in. That's not going to serve you. And then I'm not going to also like take on anything that doesn't serve me from you. And I'm not going to give you anything from me that wouldn't serve you. I think it really is about setting boundaries. So, I mean, if you're ever interested in like learning more and how to manage it, you could go that route of trying to, you know, do some training around it and get more comfortable because I think the spirits, if they're showing up and I just think it's, you know, I have a thing that it's a Byron Katie saying, but it's like, what if it's happening for me, not to me? And it's like, if they're showing up to us, it's happening for us because it's not happening yeah. to everybody. And obviously you asked the spirits like to help with your friend and they did as far as yeah. you know, you know, they did. Cause I mean, it sounded like she was in bad shape. But you know, obviously I don't know if I'm allowed to ask this now cause you're probably not tuned in and everything else, but can you get anything from me? Like, am I allowed to ask that? Well, I kind of have to shift gears cause I'm in my podcast hat, you know, I've got my podcasting hat on. 
I feel like you've got a lot of, like that lady said to me, you've got tons of help around you. And that I'm going to back up a little bit. When we were talking about the bullying and all the other stuff, um, I also think because you, you and people like you and me, we do have a lot of help around us. And I think people are going to come after us harder than other people because we have a lot of light around us. We're light yeah. beings. We're yeah. light workers. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps when I said that. That's, that's exactly 100% true that, that we do have a ton of help around us. So, um, I'm getting that, well, God, you have like so many people around you and they're, you have a lot of like help around you that they're really proud of you. Like they're so proud of where you've gotten to and you're like, yes, yes. I'm totally you have any names? Like, cause every time I go to a psychic, they never bring anybody through who I know. No, I don't because honestly, Shannon, when I like tune into your vibe it's like a massive crowd it's a crowd of people of spirits i mean so much help so much help yeah you're not the first person who said that but the weird thing is i can feel them is that really weird no 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 i i don't doubt you can feel them because it's like you have your own like personal cheering squad with you oh oh. (laughs) and okay and i am getting like definitely ask them for help at any time they yeah, want to yeah. help you definitely yeah. ask them for help do you know that saying um you get yourself in a bit of shit but you always come out smelling the roses that's yes. me that me it too really, really it can go really really fucking shit but it always yep. comes up in the rose me and, too and- i'm the luckiest person i know i'd say and but i think you are too you're like a lucky you're a lucky person people were saying to me all the time you want something and the next day you've got it yeah, because I know mm-hmm. what I want. I'm going to get it. I'm going to yes. get it. <laughs> yes. And that's, that's part of that is part of like your spiritual gift and mine as well. Because people, I've actually said to people, I'm like, well, I just know. I'm like, there's no question in my mind. This is going to happen for me or X, Y, Z or whatever. I know like what well, I know when something's going to happen, but then I know when something's not going to happen. So I know to follow it or just to leave right. it alone. Right. Do you know what I mean? I know. I, know, I just know. And people that don't know. Cause I, I had a woman I was working with and she, I think we must've had like a two hour talk about this and I couldn't get her to understand it. Cause she was like, how do you know? I'm like, well, you just know. And she's like, yes, yeah. but what does it feel like when you know? I'm like, you know, you know. <laughs> we kept going round and round. <laughs> Cause I'm like, when you know, you know, um, like I'll give an instance of like w- when um, I've known things and this doesn't even have anything to do with spirit stuff. It's just intuition. So I was married to a man who worked for an airline and we could fly for free. But when you fly for free like that, you're, you're flying, they call it non-rev, like you're a non-revenue passenger. So you're basically always flying standby. He was always scared shitless that we weren't going to get on the plane. Oh, it's not going to happen. And I would always be like, we're getting on the plane. And (laughs) guess what? Like 57 times over the course of that, like 10 years of when we were flying, we got on the freaking plane. And a lot of times we were getting on in first class. And then one day he, he's like, I don't even know why we're trying to do this. It's, you know, this just doesn't look, it doesn't look good. I'm like, I would just be like, shut up. We are getting on the plane. And then of course we get on the plane. (laughs) Yeah. We would get on the plane. We got on the plane and he's like, he's like, I don't get you. He's like, what do you have? Like the shine or something? I'm like, exactly. I've got the shine. I've got, you know, and I'm like, why would you even question it? I mean, like, and even the times that we didn't get on the plane, like weird things happened, like good things still happened. Of Like I've been on a plane before where we thought, oh my God, we're not getting on this plane. We're not going to be able to get home. So, but then at the last minute, they're like, okay, yes, get on the plane. 
So then we get on the plane. You're never safe if you're a non-rev person until they shut the door because they can literally come and say, we're sorry, the people are here for their seats. Get off the plane. So we're sitting in the back and here comes the, um, the flight attendant. And she yeah. hadn't been the most friendly to us. And I was like, oh, oh, you know, I'm like, God, this could be the one time he's going to be right. And she's like, you know, Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so. And we're like, mm-hmm. She's like, can you come with me? And we're like, damn it. And we're like, I'm like, where are we going? She goes, oh, we've got, we've got two uh, <laughs> seats just opened up in first class. And we thought you might be more comfortable up there. There you go. <laughs> I know. I like- mean, you know, um, obviously I've been with my partner for like, I think about six years now. And it's always kind of been like, I've, I love social media and everything about it. You know, like taking pictures and doing this and that. Right? And um, the other day I'd done obviously a, co- a live cocktail party and I had like a thousand followers. And my partner said, you know what it is? You know all the times when people doubt you? Like, oh, you're not, you're all taking pictures. You're not going to get, you know, like weight loss or you'll fail. You know, it's don't ever bloody doubt me because you know it is. I'm gonna do it. Something just, just, I just know. And it's like I said to Richard, I tell you, in ten years' time, I, I won't be sat here and I won't be going to work every day. I'll be up there. And he said to me every day, he goes, you know, it's Shannon. I think you're right. I think you're meant for bigger things. And Claire says it as well because you're meant oh, for no, bigger you things. Oh no, you are, Shannon. You're a bright light. <laughs> no, because you're one of those people. You're one of those people that have a lot of help around you. What you do for people is like you bring hope and possibility and joy into their lives. And there's just not that many people that have that combination of being able to do that. Quite like me. I don't know if you get this a lot as well. I mean, you've got your friends and you know who your friends are and you've got your circle, you've got your family. But there's a lot of people waiting to bring you down. And that still does happen. Does that happen to you? Because it happens to me. Oh my God, Shannon. Yes, Shannon. Yes. The amount yeah. of friends I've lost, the amount of friends I've lost, I wouldn't even call them friends, they're kind of like associates, like you know who's going to stay, you know who's going to go, do you know what I mean, you know who's there, but these yeah. people kind of come into your life, but you do a lot for these people. But it's, it is because they're just not where we're at, and it's, it's so not personal. I don't think it's personal, I just think it's stuff that happens, and I think, you know, like we said before about we're, we're lucky, and so I somehow have made it through. I think it's made my um, yeah. gifts even stronger. You know what they say, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. So, hey, yeah. here we are. Back to like you were asking me about people around you. Were, were you close with yeah. your granddad the, when he was the one who was sitting it's on your bed? Not, my nan died about 20 years ago. And then obviously my granddad died a year later than my nan. I think he died of a broken heart, really. So I don't really know because it was like, like say 19 years ago. Okay, so you were little. <laughs> Yeah, do you but see like a figure around me? I feel like he's around you for sure, and I get like a um, like a protective energy from him. Do you get? Can I ask you while we're just talking about this? Do you get anybody else? Like, I, I, I'm going to tell you a story about why I'm asking. Do you get anybody um, else? Well, he's definitely. What was his name? George. John. Oh, I was going to say George. I was getting a J sound. I was just like J, but no. John. See, John, my granddad, John, yeah. Is, yeah, is no, anybody I, else? You can come um, up with this name. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you the story. Just let me get, give me a second, because you've got so much energy around you. It's hard to, it's like a mass. I don't, sometimes I don't always get names. They show, they'll show me stuff like the polka dot dress or, I do get names sometimes. I mean, <laughs> one lady, I was like, I'm like, what's with the, I'm like, who's, why is there Larry and Michael? And she's like, oh, my grandpa was named Larry Michael. His last name was Michael. He had two first names. I'm like, holy shit. So I do get that sometimes, but not always. And especially when you've got just so much, there's a lot of energy around you. But I definitely do get granddad is watching out for you in a big way. He, he gets who you are and he's helping you. 
yeah. keep seeing him in a black suit. Yeah, um, my granddad was buried in a black suit. Yep, he's in a black I suit. He kind of kept to himself, really, granddad did. Yeah, we're I, quite quiet, yeah. Yeah, we're a pretty quiet man, but uh, but adored you. Cause you, you know, you were his grandchild. Does yeah. he? Were you the only? Were you, were you the only grandchild? No, I've got a sister called Kelsa. There were me it, and Kelsa. That's his only grandchildren. Is she younger than you? Yeah, Kelsa. Yeah, yeah. No, Kelsa. you were you were the first grandchild, and he just yeah. you might not have known it, but he doted on you, and he might not uh-huh. have expressed it, but he did. He thought yeah. you were like amazing. And that's probably why I feel like when he came to see you, when he was sitting on your bed, like he was just coming to let you know, like I'm, I've gone to the other side, but I'm still here with you kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I get it. I get, he's a sweetheart. I get it. See, this is where I get, I'm like, oh, cause it gets me. I'm like, I feel him in my heart. Cause I'm like, oh, he loved you so much. That's, that's what I get a lot, but I'm not getting, I'm not getting anybody else right now. Granddad is kind of like, just like, he wanted to let you know he's around. I, I was hoping you're going to get somebody else because I want to tell you the story behind it because I know he's here. I've seen him. <laughs> okay, so tell me and I might be able to tell you something right. else. Basically, um, I've got an uncle. My family's really close. Like, there's my mum and dad, my sister Kelsey and me. And then, uh-huh. obviously, my two uncles didn't get married. And I had an right. uncle who got married, but he got a divorce, so he moved back home. When he moved back home, they won't remember. So there's Jane and Gayla sisters and there's Colin. So they lived in a house together. Brothers and sisters lived in this house together. Right. I mean, he died six years ago, so about eight years ago, he started getting really poorly. They thought um, it was something to do with his blood, so like he had diabetes as well, couldn't get that under control. He just went really ill. He used to be quite a big stocky man, you know, like well-built mm-hmm. and everything. And then, um, obviously, he just really went downhill. Um, they thought he had something to do with his blood, but it was something to do with his blood, but I can't really remember. But it turned out it was leukaemia, but they never oh, really wow. picked up that it was leukaemia. It was like a guinea mm-hmm. pig for trials and everything else. And I remember um, he were in hospital because um, he collapsed in the bath. And my auntie Gail, oh, wow. his sister, where he's like, they want his care because obviously she went to work. And I remember one day I got a phone call, Colin's collapsed in the bath. So we all to go around. You see your uncle in this kind of state, collapsed in the bath from diabetes. And I remember two weeks later, we were still in the hospital. And um, I was stood in my kitchen at the time, ready to go to work. And mum and dad were there, my sister. And Dave's like, my, Dave, my dad, he said, come off at phone. He said, Angie, Colin's on end of life. He's like, shut up. Colin, he's coming home today. Gail's going to pick him up. So I remember, is he, is he going to die? So I'm sat, I had to babysit my sister at home. It was about six years ago. And I remember my sister was around home at mum and dad's house. She's, she was like, say, 17 at the time. And I was around at my nan and granddad's house where mm-hmm. Colin lived, you know, Colin. Right. So I was in hospital. And I remember 10 to 6, I was stood in the kitchen cleaning. It was a dark night. It was like January. And I remember someone walked on the corridor in the, while well, I were in the kitchen and someone walked on the corridor. And I said, Colin, is that you? And obviously nobody answered. Five minutes later, I got a phone call. Colin's passed away. Mm, just like so your mum. Colin's, Colin's passed away. And I right. knew, I knew. Right. And then um, speaking, and he's come to me since he's been passed away as well. I actually went to see a medium about five years ago now. And he knew stuff about me that nobody else knows. I said, Colin's here. Do you know what right. I mean? Colin's here. Yeah. Like, how do they know that? I was, I was telling Claire, actually, today, I had an argument with my partner. I was sleeping in a little, I mean, my little stepson's bedroom, and Richard had gone to work, and I come back in my own bed. It's like, you know, when it's like dusk, so it's not dark, and it's not light. Mm-hmm. So I was, I, was, I was aware what was going on around me, but I was asleep. So um, I remember my body was above my body. So I was my body. I was asleep. Right, right, right. My body was above my body. So I'm like, oh, I was trying to scream. I was like, ah. Like, yeah. you know, like trying to move my hands, trying to do something. I couldn't. Right. As I was there, my uncle was stood at my door. He was watching me. And I was like, oh, my God. So I'm trying to scream. I'm like, ah. 
what something were pulling him back and I'm like Colin but obviously I woke up and I'm thinking was that a dream <laughs> I feel like he was as surprised as anybody that he died yeah it, uh, the psychic medium said that they said that um, it was surprised when he died he didn't want to die he was too young to die he were only he, 59 he didn't know it was coming I mean he didn't know it was coming he because he they didn't tell him it, he, and he, he yeah. was the type of guy that it was like <laughs> he knew he had health issues but he didn't really want to put a whole mm-hmm. lot of energy at them he didn't want to he didn't want to he was going to do he was going to do what he had to do to take care of himself at the minimum but he wasn't going to yeah. go over that and like I think there was a part of him that knew that he was quite ill, but he yeah. just did not want to go towards that information. He yeah, wanted to keep that. it at arm's distance. And so when he died on his way out, he was like, what the hell? <laughs> Basically, he's like, you know, I'm, he's like, what? I didn't expect this to happen, which yeah. I think explains why he is hanging around a little bit because it feels like he has unfinished business or he feels like yeah. he has unfinished business. And this will coming up to six years in January now. So it's not like it's like a thing. Well, I haven't seen him for a while. This was like, say about two years ago, literally at my bedroom door. But you know, when you can feel somebody there with you, like that smell. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, He used to sit in the um, kitchen at my nan and granddad's house, listen to like, you know, Stone Roses on. He used to listen to the wireless, you know, the wireless, the radio all the time. But it's like, you can be sat here. Sometimes you can smell that smell, what I had. And the song comes on the radio. It's real. It's really yeah. weird. It's yeah. Weird. No, it's just their way of like letting us know. I mean, and that can happen with people that are still living even. I mean, you've had stuff like that happen with people that you, like you think about somebody that you haven't thought about for a long time. And then all of a sudden you hear a song on the radio and you're like, oh my God, that's their favorite song. And then five minutes later, they call you on the phone. Or that, send that you a text. All the time. It's like, I, I think about somebody I don't actually, like, you know, like when you've been to school with somebody, it's like, I wonder what they're yes. doing now. And you can right. go to town now, but the test goes, and they're there in front of you, like, what? Yep, yep. <laughs> two minutes, to within, usually I've noticed, I just started thinking about this a lot this last week, because I'm like, people pop into my mind, and I'm uh, like, usually within 48 hours, I've, I've, yeah. some contact has happened with them. And I'm like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I just, now I pay more attention. I'm starting to pay more attention. Like when they come through my head, I'm like, okay, well, we'll probably be talking soon. <laughs> yeah, you know? why, why does that happen then? Like, why, what is that to, what is that to do with? It's well, really weird. It's energy. Everything's energy. We have to remember that everything is energy, right? I don't know if you know anything about quantum physics, but in quantum <laughs> physics, they've learned that everything well they know that an atom you know if you go down to the level of the atom everything is 99.9% like 99.99% empty space only yeah. our perception creates that it's real and energy is just energy so it's frequency and you and i are like we're more open we're our frequency is we have like a wider spectrum of frequency yeah. than a lot of people so we're our like if you looked at us like we would have like all these let's just say we had like all these wires going out and they're just picking stuff up all over i don't think everybody has that well i do think everybody has that they just don't know how to tune into it you know yeah and and people are afraid of it because they think it's some sort of woo-woo thing and i think it's actually our more (laughs) natural state honestly to be able to um intuit things pick up on things know things i mean it makes life way more interesting i think yeah. and more fun well the other night i was sat in this, and they were like really quiet and they were thinking about something and i said oh so did so and so happen because i was just thinking about that in my head how did you know i was thinking about that and it's like well how did that happen 
because thoughts are energy and it's like, it's, it's like I said earlier, thoughts are like clouds in the sky. And like, I honestly yeah. believe like the, and I've heard this said from other people, like 98% of the shit that happens in our own brains are, is just, we're picking up stuff all the time. We're like little radio receivers. Yeah. It's not surprising that that would have, I mean, when I was married before I've had two husbands, my first husband and I were, we were really in sync. Like I would be thinking of a song and he would get up yeah. and put the album on of that song really? oh my oh, gosh. over and over and he, or he'd be thinking of it and then I'd get up and put the album on you yeah. know we we were just totally oh in sync and we had some crazy experiences together because he obviously had some psychic you know stuff yeah. too like he definitely knew things and and we could we could communicate with each other if you're not taught to be afraid of it and if you're not af just for afraid of it for whatever reason if you don't tamp it down then you can tune into stuff you know Einstein said, is the universe friendly? That was a question that he asked. And then if you go further with that, his conclusion is, if you believe it is, it will be. And you and I are two people that innately know that. We know the universe is friendly. Wasn't that a fun show? Thanks so much for listening, and be sure to check Shannon out on Instagram at The Little Life of Shazap. And if you're not following me over there, please do so. I'm at Kim A. Floden. Before I sign off, I want to remind you about the upcoming How to Say No workshop I'm offering on November 7th. Saying no is such a big deal, right? It's so hard to say no to people, am I right? But guess what? If you're not able to say no easily, and it takes practice to learn how to do this, you're actually saying yes to them and no to you. You're not really putting yourself first if you can't say no. I know we're brought up to worry about hurting other people's feelings and putting other people's needs before our own, but truly at the end of the day, you are left with you, and if you can't say an honest no, you're disrespecting yourself. And we all know that isn't good for us, and it doesn't feel great. Plus, here's a truth you can take to heart. You cannot hurt another person with your words. Really, you can't. And you can't be hurt by another person's words unless you make it personal. We hurt ourselves with others' words, not the other way around. That's just a little bit of what we're going to be talking about in the workshop. So if you want in on this, visit thecoloringbookcoach.com and sign up today. Space is limited, and I would love to see you there so you can learn what's true and good about being able to honor yourself and say an honest no. It's going to be a great workshop. Our music today comes from Silent Partner, and the song is called Believer. You can find them at YouTube's Creator Library, and the links are in the show notes at thecoloringbookcoach.com. Fall in Love with Yourself Now is hosted, written, and produced by me, Kim A. Floden, and you can find out more about me at thecoloringbookcoach.com. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, have a great couple of weeks.